0: Hi, this is Marty McFly and you're listening to
1: Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast.
0: Welcome to a bonus episode of Hydrate Level 4. I am your host, Peter. And joining me today is a uh, a girl who is called Frosty from the Horror Club Radio. How are you doing, Frosty?
1: I am doing frosty
0: how are you I'm do- I'm doing pretty good uh, for those listeners that uh, if this is the first time you're tuning in uh, typically I review older movies that I grew up watching but frosty is joining me uh, today to review the 2016 Ghostbusters uh, which we both saw in 3d um, what did you think of the 3d in this movie but-
1: I kind of thought the 3D was unnecessary until the part where she got vomited on because then I jumped. But other than that, everything was kind of redundant. It didn't really seem like it needed to be a 3D movie.
0: I liked it in 3D, though. I thought visually the movie was, uh, it looks pretty good on screen. A little bit about the movie uh, is directed by uh, Paul Feig, you know, or Feig, you know, who who, um, people know from, like, Bridesmaid, and uh, he collabs with uh, Melissa McCarthy, not quite a bit, but he's done a few movies with her, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think he he did. Well, obviously he did *Bridesmaids*, and then wasn't he also with the other one that she did with Sandra Bullock? Did he? Did you write that one? *The Heat*. I forget. Yeah. I missed out one? on
0: that movie. I'm I'm not sure, but the the writer she uh, who wrote the Heat*, *The Heat*, she also wrote this movie and. Just looking at the uh, the cast listing here, she was uh, the one that played the the realty agent that showed them the fireplace, the firehouse. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so that's the writer. Uh, your stars of the movie, uh, we got uh, Melissa McCarthy, who plays uh, Abby. We got...
1: Kristen Wiig, who plays Aaron.
0: Yes, Aaron with an E, uh, as she says. Then we got uh Kate McKinnon as Jillian, uh Leslie Jones as Patty, we got uh Chris Hemsworth I'm sorry, Chris Hemsworth as Kevin.
1: As Kevin.
0: Kevin, uh Neil Casey uh as Rowan, who's I don't know, Do do we say he's the baddie of of the movie?
1: Yeah, he he seems like he was the the baddie of the movie. I guess he warranted that title.
0: Sure, I guess. Um, <laughs> anybody else worth of note? Uh, I, I want to give a, a shout out to Zach Woods, who played the tour guide in the beginning of the movie, uh, who's in Silicon Valley, uh, one of my favorite uh, shows on HBO there. Uh, in in this universe, uh, the other two movies, the Ghostbusters 1 and 2, do not exist. So we got uh, Jill and Abby, uh, who I guess were friends and wrote a book together. Yeah, you know, Can you summarize the story a little?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I could probably do it. So basically, the Ghostbuster that we knew in 1 and 2 never existed. It's like alternate universe or whatever, kind of like Star Trek maybe. Um, and we focus on Erin, who is trying to get her tenure as a science professor. And just as she's about to get approved for it, this paranormal book comes out that she wrote with her friend Abby before she had a falling out, which can jeopardize her. So she tries to contact Abby to get her to remove the book from Amazon.com and the Internet so that people can stop Googling her so it doesn't affect her job. And then as they do it, in the process, they find out that the theory that they wrote about when they were kids was real, both do exist. And their escapades end up getting blasted all over the internet as much does. It affects her tenure. They lose their positions at their respective colleges and then have to start the Ghostbusters All Girls.
0: Yeah, see, you are a writer, so you're better with words than I am.
1: I try my best.
0: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Um, so for right now, we'll kind of remain spoiler-free, just kind of like, you know, some initial thoughts of the movies and maybe we'll just kind of give a rating and then... Uh, you know, maybe I'll play like a like a trailer or something, and then we'll kind of kind of get into spoilers. For we'll just kind of talk about anything we want to talk about uh, of the movie. Uh, so, what what was your uh, initial thoughts? Like um, maybe some expectations going into the movie, and and what you thought about the movie overall.
1: Yeah. So expectations going in, I thought it was gonna be like a a off Like I thought the original Ghostbusters would have been mentioned in it. And then, like, maybe them just being, like, a a niece or girlfriend, daughter, something related to, to the original Ghostbusters. But instead, it just did the whole alternate reality. They never existed and just them all starting fresh, doing it new and interesting, only with a bunch of chicks instead of a bunch of nerdy science dudes, a bunch of awkward females, which I can sympathize with.
0: Yeah, I. Um, what, what did you think about that too? Kind of like w- with the with the whole gender reversal. A lot of the men in here aren't uh, they're, they're played a little bit differently, right? Like we got Kevin, who's not very bright, like at all.
1: Saying he's not very bright is actually probably a compliment, or <laughs> you know, calling the kettle black or something like that. He's definitely missing something.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, for me, expectations. You know what? I wasn't really sure if it was the same universe or not, uh, which didn't bother me. Uh, I just wanted it to be fun, because a lot of people were already crapping on the movie before before it even uh, coming out. I know that uh, the movies are, you know, beloved, and they are classics, um... But, you know, it's it's kind of time for, you know, a new version of Ghostbusters for a new generation. Like, look, you don't have to watch this movie if you're a purist and want to stick with the originals. You know, so I wanted something fun and something kind of fresh. And I think I got that out of this. Um, I I love the original Ghostbusters, but... It, the movie is dated and I feel those that maybe love the original movies more than me maybe have more like a, like an attachment to some of the actors uh, which I don't I feel I don't feel like I do. Um, like I don't have a tradition where I watch ghostbusters on any particular holiday or anything like that, but I could probably see me watching this one uh more than the original movies and that's not to say that this is better than those movies not at all um i thought this movie was fun i uh was surprisingly um, kind of scared in some points like the 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 visuals and the graphics were really really good the ghosts they all looked really good right so so some parts were you know pretty creepy i think that that's all i had for- had for it. I thought the the characters worked well. Uh, I did feel that it seemed a little bit more of a Kristen Wiig, Melissa Carthy duo kind of kind of deal, um, and you know the other two were kind of side characters. Although I feel like um, Leslie Jones's character had had more lines than uh, Kate McKinnon's.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely sensed that it was a a, a Kristen Wiig, McCarthy movie, but everybody. I mean, you were still able to tell who everybody was and that they all had their distinct personalities. But it did seem more like a, you know, best, a bestie movie and realizing their dreams, basically.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. So how about at this point, we'll just kind of give like a, like a rating out of five, um, five stars. You know, you could break them and break them into halves and then we'll get into spoilers.
1: Okay. Sounds good. So I would probably give this a 3.5. I would give it a 3.5 basically because I liked how it paid homage to the original Ghostbusters, you know, where it had the cameos, references to the original movies, and all that, and um, a lot of funny parts. And then there was a lot of um, jump scares that I actually jumped for, which is pretty rare to happen for me when I when I even when I'm seeing like a, a scary movie let alone a, like a dark comedy or something where you know there's funny mixed with fear. So I thought that was kind of interesting that I was able to do that. however, I think some of it because I am probably a little bit of a purist in some sense because I did enjoy the original movies and I do have it does hold a special place in my heart as well. Um, I'd probably just give it a three to five rather than a four, just because it, I mean, it was a standalone movie, but then it also seemed like it was kind of relying on you remembering the old stuff as well. And, you know, it's like, can it exist without the old stuff? Because I'm wondering, like, if they cut it all out, would they be able to, you know, have the same type of movie without it?
0: Yeah, I feel the homages that they pay to the original movies, it um like, without those movies... Gosh, I don't know how to word this, but I, I, I do feel that the newer generation, um, they're going to watch this, and some of the scenes are just going to go over their heads, clearly. So there's some fan service in here, too. And I think that's probably the only thing that kind of may hurt this. um, Just kind of shoehorning in, like, maybe some cameos. I'm not sure. But for me, I'm probably leaning at, like... Uh, I I might like it a little bit more than you. I'm going to go 375. I don't believe it's quite a four. Um, Again, this like uh, I don't I don't think this is better than the originals, but I can see myself just watching it a little bit more just because it is updated. Um, Yeah, maybe not more, but just just about the same really. Like to be honest, I haven't seen Ghostbusters one or two in like quite some time, but. When this hits home, I might give it a you know another watch to see if if I still kind of enjoyed it or you know what I mean like it, you might like it more uh, watching it at home or you get it at home and it's like okay maybe it's not as good as I remember because of the theater uh, experience you know so so I do want to give it another watch uh, don't know if I'll purchase it you know when it comes out probably will because I just do things like that I guess yeah I'll,
1: I'll probably get it and I'll probably like if. Because I, I tend to marathon movies, so I'd probably watch one and two, and then I'd watch the new one right after.
0: Mm, okay, all right. So uh, at this point, uh, again, if you don't want to be spoiled, this is your chance to, you know, pause the episode, check out the movie, and then come back to here uh, if you're interested. What we have to say uh, in the spoiler section. So at this time, I'll go ahead and play a trailer, and we'll see you on the other end.
1: Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Hello. <laughs> Kevin, I'm I'm sure you're curious about what we do here. Yes. Do you believe in ghosts? No. Uh, Somebody is trying to unleash the dead on New York City. We need to form a group and build something to fight these damn ghosts. That's exactly what we already do here. Fire! Oh, what, uh. We're the Ghostbusters! (laughs) Who's in the mood to save New York City? Everybody ready? Let's go.
0: Please do not answer. I no answer!
1: I think the word we're looking for is Apocalypse. Ghost Fight him up!
0: Alright, so uh, welcome back. Uh, now we're going to get into some spoiler. So we're not going to do like a, uh, a regular review like I usually would on this uh, podcast. So uh, Frosty, you and I we're just going to kind of just talk about some of the things we like and, you know, uh, get into any kind of uh, spoilers. You want to just start with some of the cameos?
1: Yeah, uh, first off I want to give in, a, what is it, an honorable mention, I guess, to Egon's head. There is a bust, there's a bust of Egon in the, what is it, the scene where she gets fired. You can see it in the background.
0: Yes, uh, R.I.P. Uh, Harold Ramis. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Harold was actually my favorite of the Ghostbusters, so when he died and wasn't able to participate in this movie, I was really bummed. But I, I thought that was kind of cool that his his bust was there, so it's like, yes, we are acknowledging that he did exist. <laughs>
0: Yes, so uh, we definitely um, saw him in some form. And so why don't we just get into the uh, the other guys? So Bill Murray had the biggest role.
1: Yep, he did. He had, like, what, two scenes?
0: Hmm, yes. Yeah, I thought he'd be back for a third, but you're right. Uh, two scenes, one on TV, and then one when he goes to visit them. So he played a Martin Heiss. Uh, we got Dan Aykroyd as a cabbie, which I actually thought the it would be in reverse. I thought Dan Aykroyd would have a bigger role and Bill Murray would be more of the uh the, the cameo.
1: Yeah, that's definitely what I was thinking too, especially when we when we saw the credits and I saw that Dan Aykroyd was an executive producer. And I remember before this movie came out when they were doing talks about it, Dan Aykroyd was the the name that I heard come up the most who was trying to get this movie out. Like I remember, even back when they were talking about having Eliza Dushku be one of the Ghostbusters, of course that didn't that didn't work out.
0: They were kicking other names too, like Emma Stone and Jennifer Lawrence, which I think Jennifer Lawrence was like one of the first names that they threw out there to do this with uh, Melissa McCarthy. Um, okay, we got Ernie uh, Hudson. That you you totally called that out. Um, That's
1: right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, that he was uh, Leslie Jones's uncle in the movie. Um, Ed Begley Jr., I wouldn't call that a cameo. Uh, he's just, you know, a guy from the 80s, you know, uh, making it back into here. You know, one one thing uh, I did forget to mention in the, the non-spoiler, uh, section was to kind of just say, hey, there is an after credit scene. Yeah,
1: definitely want <laughs> to check out that after credit scene. It's lining up for, a, uh, hopefully a sequel. I, I'd see it if there's another
0: sequel. Yeah, so, uh, again, this part's like, uh, spoilery already, so hopefully... You you saw it, and if you missed it, uh, basically at the end, uh, everybody is in their uh, in the uh, location headquarters, Ghostbuster headquarters.
1: Yeah, Ghostbusters headquarters.
0: So the headquarters. So they're they're all there, you know, just testing out equipment and what have you, maintenance it probably. You know, you got um, Abby and Jillian in the back uh, playing with a, a new contraption called the Nutcracker. Yeah, yeah which apparently actually does crack nuts it doesn't capture ghosts um abby i don't know exactly what she was doing but uh uh patty she was messing with that uh that recorder you know that that play the, device the yeah, yeah that they were playing with in the beginning of the movie uh so so patty hears something and she's like what's zool so the, the, so that's the first nod to uh the first movies um, do you have an idea? Just I mean, you just think it's just a setup for a sequel? Like, you don't like have an opinion as think, to why? I think it's setting
1: it up for a sequel because usually when they, they put stuff at the end, when they leave those little clipping or things on there, like, I mean, especially considering that Zool was, like, a big part of, you know, the first one. I mean, he was the villain in the first one. You know, that might be setting it up for, you know, a sequel with, with Zool as the villain again. Yeah. But I always liked, um, what's his name?
0: Rick Moranis?
1: No, the, the villain in the second movie. What was his name again? Rigo? Oh,
0: God. oh yeah. Uh, that guy.
1: He was my favorite. <laughs> I was actually hoping like they would give a nod to Rigo or something. Or, no, it's Vigo. Why don't you
0: keep Vigo? Vigo, yeah, yeah. That sounds Vigo. right. Uh, a couple other characters that were uh, cameos. We got Janine. She was like some kind of uh, receptionist at one of the. Uh, one of the was it was it a hotel? Was it a museum?
1: I think it was the hotel. It was yeah. the hotel where um Ro- Ronan was um building his device that opened up the portal.
0: Yeah. The uh this movie, another thing I forgot to mention in the non spoiler part, but it does kind of uh kind of touches on some similar beats, you know, as the uh the, the original Ghostbusters movie. Like they they're at the hotel, uh one of the hotels, and then they had this uh I I gosh, I, I, I want to call him like a mater D or something, but he's you know, he's the one that has like that really high pitch, you know, scream. Like I, I feel um, that was
1: Oh that was at the that was at the what do you call it? The theater.
0: Theater, oh that's right. Yeah, so. Yeah,
1: so I. I what well, was he like, the, the director? No, not the director. He was like the owner, maybe, or, or at least the dude who's in charge of the productions and all that, like the booking dude or something. Let's just call him the booking dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, but th- there's a uh, a scene in the original Ghostbusters that kind of parallels that as well. Um, and then I hate that museum in the beginning only because it's called the Ald- Aldrich Museum. Um, uh, those that know me, they'll know why I, I, I don't like that name. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, any other cameos you could think of?
1: How about um, Charles Dance?
0: Yes, Ty Tywin Lannister. Lannister. Yeah, I, I thought we were going to get something there. Uh, some, some kind of Game of Thrones reference, but we didn't. But it was re- uh, really nice to see him.
1: I was actually worried he was going to be like the resident a-hole in the movie, the one who's trying to disapprove of everything. I was actually hoping he was going to be like having a bigger part, but instead he was just kind of there to... to... Scowl and then and then quietly leaves, and it's like oh were you filming Game of Thrones is that why you couldn't be on there longer dude
0: <laughs> could be or they they killed him off off screen we don't know maybe yeah uh, what about Andy Garcia as the mayor kind kind of a uh, interesting character uh, to play there
1: <laughs> I thought he was like Kevin basically like it would be if Kevin got the job as the mayor
0: <laughs> yeah see that's kind of like uh, a lot of the men they they were like really you know, not typical uh, men characters, right?
1: It seems like it was a movie that was trying to gear towards strong females, and mm-hmm. then the men are all imbeciles, and yeah. the women have to take care of everything. And even the the mayor's assistant, she seems like she was, you know, like she was in charge of everything. He had, he was just basically there to, to be the part.
0: Yeah, Cecily Strong, who's also uh, from uh, SNL, so it was nice to see her there as well. Well, uh, let's talk about the 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 main four ghostbusters the the one thing i didn't like about patty's character was uh and it, it's not even her it was the way she was written but she works at like a like some kind of transit thing right over in in new mm-hmm. york
1: yeah it looks like she um sells tickets or something for the subway
0: the, the, the well, we all seen it in the trailers that she's you know knowledgeable about the uh, area and stuff like that but when we first see her, her first encounter with, like, a, a ghost, it appears as, like, she is really scared of them, And and then, you know, the next time we see her, she's basically joining the crew. And it's like, hey, I can, I can get us a car, and I can get all these things. So how did you, like, did you have an opinion as to, like, how she joined the group? Like, maybe, uh, like, I don't know. I feel like maybe they should have just all known each other. Like, you know, why is, uh, again, a... a person of color the one who is you know not a scientist like the other three you know that are uh, white characters you know
1: yeah i did feel that was kind of uh you know like not oh god would be the the term for it but basically i mean she she definitely seems like she had more determination than everybody else and that she you know i mean she did a, a quick character change as well you know she had she had this huge fear of, you know, the, the the prisoner dude when she, you know, saw him, and then she goes back, and then all of a sudden she's like fearless, you know, like a an Amazon going in there fighting it without fear, and it was I just thought that was kind of interesting that before she was like petrified, and then now all of a sudden she's like the bravest one.
0: Yeah, I I, I did find it interesting that uh, Kristen Wiig's character Erin, she just uh, has this thing, you know, about always trying to prove people. You know, and we get a little backstory uh, as to why she's that way, too. I thought that was kind of nice, you know, so they try to develop some of the characters. Yeah, ghost girl. Yeah, ghost girl. Yeah. What did you think of uh, Kate McKinnon's character? I, at
1: first, thought she was a lesbian.
0: You know, do we know for sure she's not?
1: No, we don't, but I kind of picked up that. That vibe, I actually thought maybe there would have been, like, a romance between her and, uh, Christian Wig's character.
0: Well, Erin's character is clearly into Kevin.
1: Oh, yeah, but... I don't know, like, there could have been, like, a one-sided thing, or, like, she had a crush on her or something. Because it just seems, like, right off the bat, like, she would have tried to maybe hit on her or something.
0: Yeah, that'd be interesting, you know, the, uh... For for me, like I liked her character. I I wanted to love it because uh, I I do like Kate McKinnon. I think she's uh, hilarious. You know her Justin Bieber impersonations and Ellen DeGeneres. You know, so I think she's a great comedian and also very easy on the eyes. But like her character seemed a little a little much for me. You know, like um, like like she had a lot of like a her physical presence you know like she always had to be doing something and sometimes it was just a little much for me you know um it's like it's like she was directed to anytime we're showing all four of you you must be doing something a little off you know physically and I'm not sure if like that was just more distracting or or what but for for me I I noticed it and I just I wasn't really a fan of it
1: yeah I could kind of get What Maybe they were trying to do, because just in terms of how our show kind of works, I kind of feel like I'm kind of that person, like, we'll we'll try to do serious stuff, and then I have to come in and kind of sidewind and say something random about fapping or something. (laughs)
0: So maybe
1: she was just that person who had to come in there and, you know, do that. Like, just take the tension out of the scene for a second to be wacky.
0: Well, you know, she could have been fapping, and I think it would have made the movie a little bit better. Um, you know, I, the thing about her character is I do like uh, seeing all the new contraptions that she's coming up with. So all the new gadget, I, I was really down with that. And I, I really liked seeing all those and how creative they got, uh, you know, the, the streams, those, um, they updated that, you know, so there's a crackle, you know, in, in its sound. So, uh, I like the sound of that. And also the way it looks, like how it really lassos, you know, like a, like a ghost.
1: Oh, yeah. When before they were just kind of, you know, like, oh, we're going to take this cartoon thing and then just, okay, it's magically zapping the ghost here. Well, with with the new one, you can actually see it physically wrap around it and then drag it in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Do you have uh, any favorite scenes or moments from the movie?
1: Oh, probably when uh, Aaron got, got um slimed the first time and then and then she did that youtube video where she was all like ghost the real ghost the real oh my god i i I believe her, whatever and then it immediately zapped to it being on youtube and then her boss having it play in his office and basically firing her like i thought that that part was pretty funny
0: i thought it was pretty funny that's like so typical kristen wig too i mean she she even replies like oh who's who's that you know like um you know I had a pretty big chuckle in in a, in a lot of parts uh it 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 worked for me I th- I thought it was funny I didn't think it was hilarious but um also like Chris Hemsworth he was he was good as as being dumb but it got really old and some of those jokes were a little much as well like hey can you get the phone oh it's in the in the fish tank I'm like okay well that's that's a little odd I mean it made sense for him, but I don't know. Just some of it, I was just like, all right, this, that's a little much.
1: Yeah, it made it a little cartoonish, just with how Im- imbecilic he was. You know, it's like, oh, okay. At first I was like, oh, he doesn't have glasses in his in his glasses. He doesn't have lenses for them. That's that's interesting. And then it's like, okay, he's trying to touch the fish tank. And then he doesn't know how to answer the phone, you know.
0: Yeah, it's it, that's where I feel like it, it's a little much. Like the the glasses uh, um, gag, I like that. Except for I would have liked it if they had not talked about it. You know, like I would have liked it if he was just you know, um, you know, scratching his He's eye never through. Acknowledged it. Yeah, just don't acknowledge it. But like maybe maybe Abby notices it, and or maybe um, Aaron notices it, and then she's like. Elbows, Abby, and like points, you know, and they just show him again. Like we don't have to talk about it; we could just see him doing it. and They're just like, "Well, that's odd," you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, but yeah, yeah, you know, I, I thought, I thought it was fun. I think my, my favorite scene is probably at the very beginning because I think it really sets the mood. Like, hey, we, we can be scary. Like this isn't gonna be that silly. Overall, I thought it was still fun.
1: I, I thought it set the tone, like especially when you know the, the curator of the museum. He's going around talking about you know, the different historical stuff. And then he's like, oh, and this is where P.T. Barnum came in and they discussed about enslaving elephants. And I'm just like, okay, that's not <laughs> exactly right, but okay.
0: And they got the perfect guy to do it. Like, I'm telling you, you got to check out Silicon Valley. His character is everything. He's like um, one of my favorite characters on that show. But, yeah, I, I guess you're right. Um, I, I would have liked to seen him more, uh, but, like, uh I, I think yeah. After the Aldridge Museum, we don't really see him anymore at all. So, uh, yeah. Would no. you, what do you think about Rowan uh, as as the the villain here?
1: So I thought he actually reminded me of the museum guy from the second Ghostbusters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The one who's in love with Sigourney Weaver.
0: Yeah, the guy that was in uh, what's that uh, one TV show? Out uh, something Beale. Ellie, Ellie McBeal.
1: Oh, uh, I never watched Ally McBeal, but yeah, I believe he's on there. He's also in a bunch of other movies like Baby Geniuses and. Oh, what was that?
0: Yeah. A lot of movies. I just uh, you, my supervisor at uh, Blockbuster uh, looked a lot like him. <laughs> 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 really uncanny. Um. You know, there I, I did see that one part in the trailer where, uh, for me, I thought it was the the Marshmallow Man, the Stave Puff Marshmallow, and I, I don't know if that's what you did. Th- did you see that in the trailer?
1: I never watched the trailer.
0: Oh, okay. So th- good for you. Uh, yeah, for, so I for was me,
1: just like, oh, they they got a new Ghostbusters movie coming out. Cool, I'll go see it. But I never really like sat down and actually watched the trailer.
0: Yeah, I I don't remember which trailer it was, but it appeared that it was another Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. But in this movie, it's actually uh, Rowan transforms himself into the Ghostbusters logo, and he's walking around as the ghost. So I thought that was a different uh, or interesting take on it. Uh, did you like that, or would you have preferred they do something completely different? Because it kind of reminded, well, it, like for me especially, it reminded me of the uh, the Marshmallow Guy.
1: And so I liked actually that they didn't use the Marshmallow guy for that scene. I mean, they had him there as a cameo when they had all the balloons. But the fact that they didn't, you know, like play it again and have him be the state puff Marshmallow that he was actually the local, I kind of thought that was better because then it, it proved that they weren't, you know, solely relying on the originals. I mean, it, it's kind of like the original because it's a state, it's a giant chubby thing crashing through New York, but it it wasn't the Stay Puft Marshmallow Dude. So it was kind of like, okay.
0: Yeah. Um and the I guess the one other thing that I have to say about this movie is was like uh the pacing was fine up until like towards the end, you know, with like running around town and uh you know, chasing after Rowan and and all these ghosts. I I just felt it was a little too long. Um uh, this movie is almost 2 hours uh, two, uh, two hours long it could probably easily cut down about 20 minutes 15 20 minutes and I think it would have been fine
1: yeah I, I have to agree with you that it, it probably did run a little bit long you know like I mean there there were certain scenes where it just seemed like redundant like them battling the whole army of ghosts I kind of really like didn't think that they needed to do that like I think there should have been a bigger fight with with Ronan or
0: Roman, or whatever the hell his name is. Rowan, yeah, with a W. Rowan. Mm-hmm. Rowan accent. Yeah, actually, place? there you like go. That? Yeah. <laughs> they should have had There's him too on many here. <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else uh, you want to discuss?
1: I think that's it on my end.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's all I got too. Uh, again, it's not your regular review. It's just really just a. You know, our thoughts right after the movie while it's still fresh, kind of thing. But, uh, Frosty, I want to, you know, thank you for uh, coming on the show, uh, as late as it is to uh, talk about this movie. Uh, but why don't you tell the listeners, uh, about, uh, Horror Club Radio, you know, what you guys talk about and where they can find you and the show online?
1: All right. So, Horror Club Radio is basically just. Me, my friend Niza, and my friend Anna. And we basically just talk about a lot of different topics, mostly about K-pop and K-dramas, because we have an undying love for Korean men. And we also do movie reviews for movies that we've seen. We do reviews for TV shows. We actually just did a Game of Thrones overall season finale, What Did We Think, with Peter, of course.
0: Yay. You should
1: definitely check out. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can find us on Podbean. Just look for the Horror Club on Podbean. We're also on Facebook. We've got a Twitter page, and we are also on YouTube. But we mostly just have uh, bloopers on there now. But we're planning on doing more with that in time.
0: All right. Uh, and for me, if you want to find any of my content. Uh, Hydrate Level 4 and Original Remake are both found uh, at followingfilms.com. And uh, you can find other great shows such as Pop Culture Case Study with my good buddy Dave, True Romance Film Podcast with Hyro and Barry, and War Machine versus War Horse with my uh, co-host from Original Remake, Michael Denniston. Uh if you want to if you like lists, uh, I do a weekly, a weekly topical list show where my co-host devin and i we pick a topic and we list our top five favorites of said topic and that can be found at com and for anybody interested in checking out my coverage of back to the future the animated series i cover that at com with albie who also hosts the quantum leap podcast So if you want to check out any of that stuff, you can also like my Facebook page because I post anything um, that I do, whether it be guest spots or uh, any of my shows, all at the Hydrate Level 4 Facebook page. So if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, you can find me at HLFpodcast or by email at HLFpodcast at gmail.com. So until the next episode, for Frosty, I'm Peter, and this is Hydrate Level 4.
1: Later.